1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Grab your family, a date, or friends and get yourself reacquainted with the movies today because the big screen is back. Get your tickets today to see Candyman and other great blockbusters at MarcusTheaters.com. There's something for everyone at Marcus Theaters. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys doing? We're good. And good. And first, yes, you did have doubts the Lions could do anything. I didn't have doubts. I thought I was fairly certain. <laughs> okay. All right. So, in Monday, first half, they looked pretty good. Yeah, first half. Put up, 17, put up 17 points, had a halftime lead. Yep. I was plenty aggravated. Well, you know, fair enough, but, you know, I was fairly certain that you know, we'd be, we'd be talking like we're talking today. <laughs> right. Gary's like, and, give yeah, it 30 more minutes. Here we are. And exactly. we'll be, yeah, exactly. we'll be right where yeah. I thought we would be. Uh, so, we just had a story about Ringo that he had Charlie Watts and John Bonham over at his yeah. house in the seventies. You've heard the story. Well, I was on the, so he did Wednesday was Ringo press day. He has a new EP out today um, called change the world. And Wednesday he did a press day. And so that story about uh, John Bonham and uh, Charlie Watts at his house, which we'll tell in a second, but that was part of a a press conference, a virtual press conference he did. And then I, I had him for a few more minutes afterwards, you know, one-on-one via Zoom. But the uh, this story is a cool one. So apparently sometime during the 70s, Ringo had a party at his house in London, and he invited Charlie and, and John Bonham, of course, the drummer from Led Zeppelin, and as drummers do, they went up into the attic where Ringo had a drum kit. So he said Bonham got on it and started playing. But unlike when you're on stage, they don't have it secured to the floor. The drum, you know, the drums were set, just kind of set up in the attic. So here's Bonham playing like Bonham, and the kit's moving. You know, things are moving. So he said there. So he said he and Charlie anchored the bass drum. So John Bonham's playing. Here's Are they Charlie just laying Watts. on the floor, holding on to the bass drum? Or? <laughs> probably, probably standing up and holding on to it. But here's, I like your here's, vision better, though, on the floor holding I know, it. <laughs> I know, but here's, here's argue, you know, certainly three of the world's most famous drummers, if not the most famous drummers, two of them holding the bass drum for another. And Ringo was saying, you know, if only that were the days of video. You know, when somebody had a cell phone and we could have that for posterity. But Carrie had in her story that that was back in the 70s when Ringo didn't allow any pictures in his home. That's what, yeah, that's what he said. That's what was he, okay, what was he guarding against? Just privacy. He wanted privacy. Privacy, okay. You know, right. being, you know, back then, you know, even in the 70s, you're still a Beatle. You know, you're still a Beatle even now. And, you know, you just wanted to be, you wanted something that was away from the Beatles and away from that kind of public consumption. Do we know what the get together was about? I think it was Ringo said he just threw a party at his house. You know, one of like you do when you're and, a British rock star. And uh, when he says attic, is that what's up there? A dress form, a bird cage, all the standard. <laughs> he, said it, he said it was a regular attic. Okay. In the, in the press conference, he he just he I forget how he described it. So like Kevin uh, Kevin, what's it was the kid's name in Home Alone? Kevin McAllister. McAllister when he was up in his attic. Yeah, like that. right. That's the way he described it. I, who okay. Knows? All right. Who knows? But it's a great story. It's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> and, not, and neither one of those guys are around to uh, confirm it. Great Ring, story. Ringo, Ringo can you know, tell any story he wants. I bet it was a great party. That's back when Ringo was drinking. One would think. Yeah, yeah I bet know, that was. The, I bet that was. You know, John having John Bonham at a party usually usually assured that something 
was going to happen. To us, wow. being around during one of those nights would have been epic, but to Ringo, that was probably just called Tuesday. Now, you could even say he even was impressed by that. As he was telling the story, <laughs> you could tell that he, he was shaking his head like, can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> if you're John Bonham and you got Ringo and Charlie holding down the drums, that's drum. pretty good. Uh, that's great. I mean, Bonham yeah. must have been freaking out, so... So, you know, good for listen. Ringo's the best. But not enough to stop hammering the bass drum. I mean, he oh, thing, was, thing was moving. Why would you make it move so that the guys would hold on even tighter? <laughs> All right, now on to the, uh, uh, I believe, uh, after the Beatles, uh, if you go to popularity, Britney Spears, she had quite a week. She did, you know. God bless Britney. She just keeps giving us stuff to talk about. So, um, first off, she has or rather her attorney, has officially filed the court documents calling for an end to the conservatorship. Uh, They basically use her father's words, saying, you know, if Mr. Spears feels that Brittany feels that it's time to end the conservatorship, we do too. However, uh, Brittany's attorney is suggesting that there be an interim conservator initially just to help with the transition. You know, not long-term, and it says in the filing... Uh, they should ab- absolutely move towards ending the conservatorship, which he refers to as a Kafkaesque nightmare imposed upon her by her father. <laughs> so, so that's the first piece of news. The second is Netflix has announced their documentary. You know, not free Britney Spears like HBO, but I think that was HBO. But they're going to have the Britney versus Spears documentary and they're teasing it there's a trailer online now they haven't said exactly when it's going to air yet or at least i haven't seen that but uh, it's been in you know it has been in production since framing britney spears uh, came out and you know this will from what i from what i understand this will be from this will also be from britney's perspective but it's going to you know it's going to be a little more it's not going to be as much a propaganda piece as framing Britney Spears was. And finally, I know you were waiting for it, but she's back on Instagram after only a few days away. I guess she and her fiancé yeah, took a, a little trip a and she wanted to share the pictures. So you yeah. can find, you can get your Britney fix on Instagram again. Her whole life uh, is just like, it just whizzed by, you know? For us or for her? I For me, it's like, okay, uh, she went into the conservatorship, what, 2008? She hasn't been in control of her own life since 2008. 2008, yep. Holy cats. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, I, well, you wonder, you'd like to ask her, so, you know, has, has, the, has uh, life just, uh, you know, has it just flown by or is it, um, you know? Well, you know, mine has. I just, she was 16 yesterday, so. Oh, there you go. Um, How much access do you have to Brittany? Any? Oh, zero. Yeah, zero, right. They're not going to put her out there there for you sharks to come around and start start (laughs) asking questions. No, no, no. No, it would be interesting to talk to you. I I talked to her quite a bit early in her career uh, when they were first rolling it out. You know, know, Mm -hmm. not not a particularly intellectually stimulating. Did you ever at any time while you were talking to Brittany early on in her career think this chick shouldn't be making any decisions? You know, not really. The only, the only pause I had, I guess she was turn, about, she was turning 21, and we were talking, oh no, she was turning 18, and we were talking about voting, and because there was an election year, and I remember thinking, oh my God, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's okay if this one person doesn't vote this year. <laughs> 
Hey, I saw a picture this morning just shortly before we came in, and it was uh, Genesis. They started their tour, right? Yeah. yeah and a there's uh, there's Tony Banks, there's Daryl Sturmer, there's uh, Mike Rutherford, and on drums, I'm assuming it's uh, Phil's son, Nick. Right. And Phil sitting front and center in a chair on stage. Looks a little a little odd. A little odd, except Phil's been doing this for his solo tours for, you know, you know, since 2018. I think the solo touring started where he was sitting down. So we've had a chance to get used to it. They do have two backup singers this time. That's new, you know, to the band. But, you know, the shows have been getting good reviews. They're over in Great Britain now, and then they come over uh, to, to the U.S. in November. And the shows have been getting good reviews, you know, mostly from the 80s, the hit eras. But if you're a, you know, if you're a fan of older Genesis, Peter Gabriel, era genesis i guess they play the lamb lies down on broadway i saw that in the set list yeah. and i thought are these the people who want to hear the lamb lies down on broadway or do they want to well, hear they... turn it on again no well they should hear they well even if they want to hear turn it on again they should hear the lamb lies down on broadway and they should hear the snippets of dancing with the moonlit night in the cinema show and fourth and fifth and stagnation well they're it's all good, in the they're all in the set list there yeah so it's good for you. So it, look, it looks like, you know, a really interesting set list. The lights and uh, the visuals, apparently great. But I have a question. Sitting down, now I know you're not you're not a, a respiratory therapist or anything like that or a voice coach, but I would think sitting down, can Phil hit those notes sitting down with, you know, and, and singing? It seems like you would need to be on your feet to get full lung capacity. No, you can, you can be sitting down. You know, you can lean into it. Okay, so he want. sounds okay. Yeah, right. yeah. So I watched some of the some of the stuff online, and it, it sounded fine. And no, it'll be it'll be a good show. Those solo shows he did were really good. It's um, you know you, he can only do what he's capable of doing, and there's a great deal he's not capable of doing. And this is it. This is it. Phil says that's what this... he's saying. You know, they've, he's done, they did a couple interviews in Britain where Phil is saying he can't imagine it happening again. The other guys are being a little more optimistic than that, and basically saying we'll see how it goes. How old is I, Phil? Phil is, what, 72? Okay. All right. Something like that. 72, and he's got that insane ex-wife out of her, out of his house with Be- their boyfriend. Be- yeah, we haven't heard much uh, out of her. He can take it easy after this, right? I mean, <laughs> one would hope. he's not going <laughs> to take that him he down for any one. more dough. Well, he does have three other ex-wives. Who oh, knows what's, you know, he's going to make friends with them again. I don't know. Well, all, right, yeah. all right, Gary, what are the odds Phil Collins gets married again before it's all said and done? Um, You know, certainly 50-50. Okay. Wow. All right. All right, very good. Stones are back out, too. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they formally start the tour tomorrow uh, night, Saturday, in St. Louis. But they earlier in the week, they played a private show for Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots. And that was uh, that was out, that was out in Boston, and it was they're the you know they're touring for the first time ever without Charlie Watts, and Nick Nick Jagger did address that with the crowd, saying that it's a you know it's a very poignant night for them and very hard, and they dedicated the show to Charlie. They put out a video this week that they also dedicated to Charlie. Uh, they put out a weird public relations issued interview Q and A with the band. Um, the, you know, that was conducted by a professional journalist, but not for a publication. It was for the, for the Stones to put out themselves. And, you know, what you'd expect, talking about how Charlie was the rock of the band and the heart of the band and how important it was and, and how sad it is to be touring without them. You know, they do, they do address, is this the last Rolling Stones tour 
ever. And, you know, Jagger says, I've been asked that question since I was 31. Yeah. You know, who knows? And Keith said, who knows? And Ronnie being Ronnie being Ron Wood said, well, of course we're going to tour some more. So, so we'll see. But uh, they, they kick it off, uh, you know, full scale tomorrow night in St. Louis. So what are they doing for a drummer? Uh, Steve Jordan. Okay. Who, who had already been named the drummer during the summer, you know, when okay. they said Charlie wasn't going to do the tour. And he's worked with Keith forever. He knows Mick. Uh, you know, he's as perfect a guy for the job as you're going to get. So they're you not going to be looking around at each other on stage wondering where they are on the song. Nah, this nah, guy is going to keep nah. it together. Okay. Can you imagine nah, the and, stones? And right? I mean, more, like, the hell? <laughs> more importantly, he knows how to follow Keith. Because okay. Keith, you know, as much as, as Charlie kept the kept the band grounded and drove the band, it was because he knew how to follow Keith, too. Well, not the only one out there with the subs, Easy Top, you know, has had to replace yeah, Dusty have, Hill. How are they, they doing on tour? To remember, you know, all reports are fine, you know. It is good. They do a nice thing where they, I guess they have Dusty's hat on a mic stand as a tribute during the shows. And, you know. And they have know, great the, looking mic. They have the best looking mic oh, stands always. on tour, don't they? Always. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they them and Rob Zombie. Yeah, it looks like it's a, like it's a heat shield, you yep. know, for a muffler. Is yep. what they have for their mic stands. It's like that is an awesome looking mic stand. Oh yeah, no, they're great. They're great with the, with the props. But uh, you I know, wonder what it's, it's like to never not be cool, like ZZ Top or you know, the oh, Stones. They went through a period of not being cool. You know, they you know they it's, they had they really they really got back to that with the Eliminator album and back in the early eighties. But there there was there were a few years there between Tush and that where they weren't they weren't super cool. You know, people, rock fans wanted something else. but, but I don't know. Like, we played the hell out of Tube Snake Boogie and Pearl Necklace when yeah. we were in Florida when they were supposedly cool. Well, again, Florida. So, <laughs> uh, You want to talk about the cancellations and delays that came out this week? Yeah, I mean, you know, COVID is continuing to wreak, to wreak a little bit of habit. Uh, first, uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, who had played a few dates, decided, you know what, this isn't feeling right. Uh, so they're... They're going to take, you know, the rest of the year and into next year off. And she posted a message on Facebook saying, you know, she doesn't she doesn't feel right bringing large groups of people together just yet with the with the variants and everything that are out there. So they're going to hold off to next year. They're part of that stadium tour with Motley Crue and Def Leppard. So you'll be seeing them. Then Dirk, Dirk Spentley had to uh, cancel a bunch of shows because somebody in his touring party uh, you know, contracted COVID. They'll be back on the road in early October. Uh, Mudvayne and Incubus both had to drop out of some festival appearances uh, due to COVID, you know, COVID infections in the camp. And Bullet for My Valentine, interestingly, had to delay their new album from mid-October to November 5th because of what they call COVID-related manufacturing delays. And that's just, it's like other businesses, you know, the plants, that are pressing these are having trouble getting enough workers to do all the work they have to do. So, so production, music production has been slowed down and uh, I'm, I'm seeing that in a lot of ways, you know, there are a lot of digital releases coming out and, you know, they're saying, basically saying physical when we can get, get them out. So it's a, it's a very interesting time. So we sit and wait. Yeah, exactly. You know, I went to my first uh, mass mask required concert harry styles on monday and that was interesting you know in addition to having to provide proof of vaccination or or a negative test you also had to keep your mask on the entire show uh can i interest you in a garage sale by billy corrigan um not so much billy if it was a bass player i'd be i'd be more into it but yeah billy corrigan 
is going back on Reverb. You know, that's the big worldwide, uh, you know, online seller of new used vintage music gear. And he's he's got a bunch of stuff: guitars, synthesizers, amplifiers, guitar pedals, more than a hundred pieces of gear, including uh, the synthesizers that were used on the Adore and Machina albums. Uh, he's also got some preamps, uh, you know, a couple of amplifiers, uh, guitar. This is the second time he's done this. Now, on he, eBay, when you when you go on and buy stuff, some, some of these guys that are selling stuff on eBay will say, local pickup only, means they're not going to mail it to you. Do I have to go get it at Billy's place? Uh, you know, I haven't looked at his site yet. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. If, although, you know, I also wouldn't be surprised if they were willing to ship. I don't see him a, wanting to box a up a. Syn- I don't see him wanting to box up a synthesizer. Uh, you know, it can be done. <laughs> oh, it can be done, but you he know? doesn't want to do it. Oh, he's not going to do it. Right? <laughs> he didn't even Get post this for that. stuff himself. <laughs> Come on. I uh, don't want to seem like the most ignorant man in the room, but I didn't even know the Teletubbies had broken up. <laughs> Well, I, I, and I have to tell you, neither did neither did I. <laughs> but the good news, and I, I put good in, in quotation marks, is the Teletubbies are coming back. First it was ABBA, now it's the Teletubbies. <laughs> so yes, there will be a new Teletubbies album uh, coming out. Their first since uh, when was it? Nineteen ninety-eight, I think. Wow. Um, mm. It, it seems like it has. Yeah. yeah uh, they were broke up longer than the Eagles. Well, they might have still been going. They might have still been going for a while after that. But, yeah. No, was it gonna, drugs? Was it drugs, Gary? Uh, you know, I hope so. <laughs> I, yeah, I hope. <laughs> but, yeah, it's coming out. It's coming out October 15th. It's called Ready, Set, Go. And they'll be they'll be promoting it with 10 consecutive videos, or they call them visuals. Um you know, on the YouTube on YouTube starting this Saturday. So the first two tracks, which are called Ready Steady Go, or I'm sorry, Ready Set Go and Peekaboo will be on the Teletubbies YouTube channel. And then again, album coming out October fifteenth. Kids even we wanna so watch many, do kids even so wanna watch Teletubbies anymore? We have so many people looking at the radio right now going, What the <laughs> music news. It's music news. It Learn to live with news. it. All the music they, uh, news. I'm reading they peaked at number six on Billboard's Kids Albums in February of 99. 99. Wow. And so uh, another, yeah. So if Must you got that, for another if you got that album. album for your fifth birthday, you're 26 now, right? I know. I know. So and you're having a, kids. It's going to be retro tubbies. Yeah. All right, very good. Oh, and here's a no-brainer before we let you go. They're they're going to put up a plaque for Eddie Van Halen in Pasadena. Yeah, right. They've been and and more is going to happen. I guess the Pasadena City Council uh, has been talking about you know what are we going to do? You know what are we going to do for Eddie Van Halen? And uh, and you know so they they have met already to talk about renaming a park that's actually right near the Pasadena Civic Civic Center where Van Halen uh, played some of its earliest and 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 their first biggest. A gig. So the the city council's talking about that. In the meantime, there was a fundraiser, you know, a GoFundMe or something, uh, for a plaque that raised twice as much as it needed. So they do have the plaque ready to go into this park, and that's going to happen sometime in the next few weeks. So he's he's being well remembered by his hometown. I just I don't picture it as a peaceful green place. It should be like a skateboard park or something. Yeah, yeah, Somewhere some action that. is going on. But I guess, you know, I guess they're saying he's, he, he used to spend time there and he took Wolfgang there. So All right. It's an appropriate place. All right. right. Well, thanks, Gary. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right, yeah, have a good, have a good time off. The A team will be here next week. All right, All right. Gary, we'll talk to you then. Bye bye. Eight seventeen, Gary Graff, our music expert.